Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. Good morning, David. Good morning. There's a uh, famous comedian named Bill Burr, and he had this interesting joke. I'm not going to try to be a comic right now. I'm just going to give the point of the joke. He doesn't understand why Steve Jobs is celebrated in the world. Scott, Steve Jobs. Looking. Steve Jobs. Sure. Right? The Founder iPhone. of Apple. Yeah, of course. iPhone, iPad, he just said, listen, what Steve Jobs did was very, very simple. He told people that I want this into this gadget. Get on it. That's it. That's all he did. And then he took all the credit when he presented to the board and to his employees. He was equating himself to major leaders. And at the end, all he did was simply say, I want this into this gadget. Okay. Right? Right. Yeah. You, you see these books over here? I want those books in... In my phone. Right. You see them, you know, hear the music, all the CDs. I want those CDs in my phone. It's a pretty big thing. Yes, it is a big thing. But what's the big deal of, of Steve Jobs? Because I said something doesn't mean I should be celebrated. The people who put it together, that idea of saying, wow, I could put my books into my phone. And the process of that is amazing. But is that really true? Come on. The idea that somebody put it into the phone is amazing. But someone had to think of it first. Right. Steve Jobs thought of it. He had the idea. Now it seems obvious, but it's only obvious because he brought it into the world. He brought it into the world. So where do these ideas come from? The concept of a revolutionary idea that literally changes the way we live day to day. The answer is Steve Jobs. Well, Steve Jobs, definitely. This is a great example in our time of a revolutionary idea that changed the way we deal with our lives. That's true. And nowadays we seem to have those in a certain way, more often than in the past. Things move so fast. The sorts of things that even in our own lifetimes, I'm sure you have the same experience talking with your kids about the way it was when we were kids. There were only a few channels on television. And if you wanted to change that channel, you had to get up and flip the switch yourself. There's no remote. See, I didn't have a remote as a kid either. Yeah. I had to get up and actually change the channel of my black and white TV. And I'm still bitter about it. (laughs) So the idea of getting a remote was huge, right? The difference between the world our children have grown up in and the world you and I grew up in, which was not that long ago, is so vast. It's unbelievable. The difference between that and... The world we grew up in and the world our parents grew up in is huge. But as you go further back in time, the differences between grandparents and grandchildren, they lived in the same world. This is a new thing that things change so quickly. So I want to take this example of the revolution that's taking place with the technology age and bring into what changed in the Bible that was so revolutionary with Esther. Okay. And connect it to the Holy Spirit. Your game? The book of Steve Jobs. The book of Steve Jobs. (laughs) Esther was really the first Steve Jobs in a concept that's so revolutionary. What is that revolutionary idea? Celebrating God in divine hiddenness. You're saying that in a certain way, what the iPhone has been for the past two decades, celebrating God in divine hiddenness was that iPhone 2,500 years ago. Yes. A radical new concept that changed the way the world works. Perfect, Scott. You you got me. So, David, what does this have to do with the previous episodes dealing with the Holy Spirit in the book of Esther? Well, 
The first function of the Holy Spirit is access to classified information. The unredacted version of events, correct. Right, the FBI file. And the second version of the Holy Spirit, you said, is prophetic information. Right, it functions as prophetic information. We worked out all those issues between us in previous podcasts. Mm -hmm. The other aspect of the Holy Spirit is a revolutionary idea that changes our daily lives with God. Ooh, a third definition. A third function. A third function. A third function. A third function. So the first one is classified information, knowledge about the world, which is not secret knowledge, it's just knowledge that I don't have access to. The second one is knowing about the future. Now you're saying it's a revolutionary idea, almost that God put an idea in somebody's head, and that idea emerges and changes the world. That is another function of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you're saying that has relevance to Purim and the Book of Esther. It's not only relevant for the canonization of the Book of Esther in the Hebrew Bible. It's not only relevant that it was actually written by the Holy Spirit. It's not only relevant that the holiday itself has the internal nature through the Holy Spirit, but it changed the dynamics of Jewish history. Esther and Purim changed the dynamics of Jewish history. Of Jewish history, but we would say that is sacred history. And in what way did it change those dynamics? Well, it creates the precedent for Hanukkah and even today celebrating Israel's Independence Day and Jerusalem Day and celebrating God that is not completely revealed like it was during Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. So let me get this straight. Tell me if I'm understanding you properly. Esther was radical because, first of all, the idea that we can add a holiday into the sacred calendar is itself a new concept. This had not happened earlier. There were many great moments in Jewish history, if we look at the Bible, that preceded the Book of Esther, but none of them, none of them became a holiday. For example, when Deborah beat the armies of Sisera in the early days before the kingdom of Israel, these are the early days of the judges, that was a tremendous victory in Judges chapter 4 and 5. But we don't have a holiday celebrating it. But the book of Esther created a brand new holiday, a permanent addition to the calendar. So that's one aspect. And tell me if I'm right, you're also saying something else, though. It's also the nature of the holiday, because unlike Deborah and the many other instances in the Bible, the book of Esther can be read as simply a story that's all about coincidence. God does not appear in the book of Esther. One could read the entire story as referring to a historical event that worked out well in which God was not involved, but we treat it as if God was extremely involved, despite his name not appearing once in the entire 10 chapters of the book. And we see this in two words in the book of Esther, chapter 9, verse 27. But we'll discuss that in our next podcast, Scott. Wow, that is quite a cliffhanger. I'm Scott Kahn. I'm David Nekrutman. Blessings from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.